Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome to your new grad RDH podcast with me, Astrida C., a.k.a. your new grad coach. Today, we are discussing my top two things to look for when it comes to looking over your benefits package and how things are worded in their manual or in your benefits package in terms of these two things, because there there are a lot of really gray areas, or as I like to call them, blurred lines, um, with how wording affects these two specific benefits that I see most often. So my number one thing is when it comes to paid holidays. If you're working a full-time job, or I've even seen it when you're working a part-time job, you get paid holidays. And it's very important for you to know specifically what paid holidays you will be given. So sometimes it will say six major paid holidays, and when you think of that, you think of like Christmas, New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day, uh, Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Those are your typical like six major paid holidays. Or does it run off of a federal schedule? Very rarely, unless you're working for a government office or something government-y, will it run off of a federal schedule. Because a lot of offices are open, like President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, um, not Arbor Day. <laughs> Um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, Columbus Day. Columbus Day. I knew there was another holiday. Typically, those are your federal holidays, but we're usually open because a lot of kids are off school, and I find a lot of offices will do kids' days those days. But it's important to have it specifically in the contracts what's, what holidays you are going to be paid. Now, the biggest blurred line that I find in there is, does that include so if you're paid those six holidays does it include you being paid regardless of if it falls on a day that you work okay so say you only work tuesday wednesday thursday but are you going to be paid on memorial day and labor day because we all know those fall on mondays are you going to be paid for those days because you don't technically work those days or are you going to be forfeiting those holidays because it doesn't fall on a day that you work the other thing that you want to look into is say christmas falls on a sunday do they observe it that Monday or are you just paid Sunday and then basically an extra day of pay and then you're still expected to come to work on Monday the 26th? So a lot of blurred lines when it comes to those holiday pays and that's something that you really want to look for. And the other thing that, and this kind of goes into my next topic, which my, is my second one to look into, is sometimes in the contracts it'll say if you take off the day before or after Regardless of whether you requested it off or you call in sick, you won't be paid for that holiday. So make sure that there's no exceptions to your pay when it comes to holiday pay in that aspect. Make sure that it says regardless of whether you call off the day before, you call off the day after, whether it's approved, not approved, you're going to be paid for that holiday no matter what. And that can have a lot of questionable gray areas if it's not specifically stated in your contract or it's not specifically stated in their office manual. And this is why I always say when you get the benefits package, ask to see their office manual as well. Now that feeds into my number two thing that you want to look for. And that comes to vacation pay. Vacation pay can be very blurred lined when it comes to expecting however many days you're going to be given off. So for example, I worked in an office that I was paid four weeks of vacation every single year, but I wasn't allowed to take vacation whenever I wanted. 
It was when the doctor wanted and he closed the office for, for a whole week. So for example, he took off a week at Christmas. He took off a week at spring break. And then he took two weeks off in the summer. Sometimes it was back to back. And sometimes it was one week in July and one week in August. Other than that, I had zero other vacation time and I was not allowed to take off any other days but those days. And they were when he wanted off. So it's very important that you read in your benefits package, is this paid vacation time whenever I want paid vacation time? Or is it paid vacation time when the office is closed? Am I expected to go on vacation on a week that the doctor is off or something along those lines? Is there seniority? So say there's five hygienists in your office. If you want off, for example, Black Friday, but the hygienist who's been there 20 years wants off Black Friday, are you going to be able to take off Black Friday too? Or does it go in seniority? Do they allow more than one hygienist off at a time? That's things that you're going to want to make sure is clearly rated, clearly written in your benefits package so there is no question about it. Because I worked for an office once that there was four of us hygienists and only one of us could be off at a time, not including the person that was already scheduled off that day because we all worked, we all had different days off. We only worked four days but we all had different days off throughout the week that we were, you know, requested off or whatever. So there was this one hygienist who had been there like 10 more years than I had been. And she always took off every single Black Friday. So I knew no matter what, until she left the office, I was never going to have Black Friday off. I was always going to have to work the day after Thanksgiving. And it went in seniority. So if somebody else requested a day off, I wasn't getting that day off if they had higher rank than me in terms of how long they've been in the office. The other thing that you want to look for is when in terms of paid vacation time, if you were to leave, is this accrued vacation time? Is it something where each month you get a certain amount of vacation days? So for example, some places will have it be accrued. So like every pay pay period, you get four hours of vacation day. So each month you get one hour, one, one day of of vacation in total. So in reality, that's like 12 vacation days a year, but you build it up. So like you won't get those 12 days until the end of the year. But if you go to leave, do you get those accrued days paid out to you or do you forfeit your days if you if you quit? I've also seen it in people's contracts where it says if you don't give them adequate notice, you forfeit all of your benefits that could have been given to you because you didn't give adequate notice. Meaning like if you quit on the spot one day, you're like, forget this, I'm done, I'm leaving, I'm never coming back. And you didn't give them an official resignation letter, you didn't give them their two weeks notice that they asked for or whatever it is in their contract that they expect you to give them, you forfeit any of your benefits. And then the other thing to look for is if you don't use your vacation days, are you paid out at the end of the year? Or do they roll over into the next year? So say you get 12 days, do those 12 days roll into the next year and you just keep accruing? Or if you didn't use those 12 days, do you get them paid out at the end of the year? The other thing to look for is sometimes it'll say you don't get your benefits don't start until your 90-day probation period. So you got to find out when your benefits are going to start for you. Or I've had offices where you don't get your benefits. So say you get two weeks of vacation. You have to have been there a year before you can get those two weeks of vacation. And then it's just every year you get two weeks of vacation. 
The other thing that you want to look for is do like, is there a schedule of how much you vacation you get? So for example, some offices will say, okay, you start out with two weeks of vacation at two years, you get three weeks at five years, you get four weeks. Does it cap out at any point? Or is there a continuous, like at seven years, you get five weeks at 10 years, you get six weeks. Or does it eventually cap out? Most offices will make you cap out. They'll only let you have like four weeks max, whatever. But it's important to have that clearly stated in your contract, regardless of whether you're like, I'm never going to be at this job more than 10 years. I'm not going to worry about that. You still want to think for the future and you want to have everything clearly written in your contract and in your benefits package so there are no questions. And the other, I'll add this just a little tidbit to the end of it, just because some, some places do offer sick time. If you're offered sick time, this is like my bonus number three almost. If you're offered sick time, I've seen it where you're given, say, five days of sick time throughout the year. And you can use it whenever you want. You know, if your kid's sick, you're sick, you need a mental health day, whatever. If you don't use those sick days, do they accrue into the next next year? Or do you use them or lose them? Or do you get paid out those sick days at the end of the year? How does that work? Now, I also have another office that I've worked for that I've seen where you get paid out those sick days at the end of the year. They're trying to get you to not use your sick days. But if you do have to use those sick days, you don't get them paid out in your full pay. You only get 75% of your pay versus your full pay. So something to kind of think about when it comes to sick time. But regardless of whether it's paid vacation, paid holidays, paid sick time, you know, CE allowance, whatever, just make sure that everything written in your benefits package is in clear stated writing so that there are no blurred lines. There's no gray lines. There's no questions because if it's not written and it's not in the office manual, it's not written in your contracts and your benefits package. It's he said, she said, and good luck trying to get any of that afterwards. So my tidbit for the day is take a look at all those things when it comes to looking at your benefits package and make sure that everything is documented clearly in writing. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this this uh, podcast. And if you have any questions or you have any um, podcast episodes you'd like to hear, please email me at newgradrdhpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to recording more podcasts and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye, guys.